Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Going to be talking all about World Mental Health Day today. Now, at least one in eight of us is affected by mental health issues. And I know it can be very hard to admit. I'm sure at some point or another you faced some sort of depression or anxiety and you just couldn't tell anyone because you were afraid you would be judged, especially at the workplace. The World Health Organization actually says that World Mental Health Day is a chance to rekindle efforts to protect and improve mental health. So why don't we all just seize it? COVID-19 alone caused a 25% increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide, according to studies. The pandemic has also accelerated and exacerbated long-standing corporate challenges to employee health and well-being. We're talking here about things such as career dissatisfaction, burnout, unhealthy work-life balance. And when you choose to have work-life balance, people call you a quiet quitter. All that judgment. These are just a few factors that affect employees' overall mental well-being. Now, in an effort to encourage and empower employees to seek better career options, Job Street by Seek has also recently rolled out its Seek Better campaign. Maybe choose a job that will make you happier. Mavis Cheng, PR and social content Content Marketing Manager from Job Street by Seek is here to tell us more. Hi, Mavis. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, everyone. Now, Mavis, employee well-being, of course, is a topic that has gained prominence, especially during the pandemic. In fact, we are just now learning more about the challenges the pandemic has wrought on mental health. Now, as we see more employees returning to the office, what new issues have you observed as being most prominent? I guess in terms of like after the pandemic, it has forced people to really think of what they really want in their life and also their career. So one thing is that people, they want to have um, better career opportunities and prioritise what is important to them. So of course, then this impacts the changing hiring landscapes for both employers and also employees to actually see how they can shift priorities and explore working arrangements that encourage life balance. Mm. So tell me more about what you've been hearing from both employers and employees. Let's start with employers. How are they recognizing individuals and whether or not they are doing enough to ensure that the people who join the organization will be happy in the organization? I think one important thing is to develop workplace mental health and well-being policies and also to communicate the importance of commitment and privacy. So leaders need to walk the talk and also to raise the awareness of mental health and addressing the stigma. So like for example, over uh, at Job Street at 6, starting Monday today, it's actually our annual well-being week. So the management actually wants to raise awareness of mental health inside and outside of workplace. For example, our ANZAC CEO, he's actually going to interview a well-known New Zealand rugby player who was knighted to actually for his services to promote good mental health. So I think when leaders themselves take such steps, it shows that you have the commitment as a company that you are recognising the importance of having good mental health. Yeah, but you know, and, often it sounds like it's just lip service. You have all these great programmes in place, but managers don't know how to manage their staff. Managers cause a lot of anxiety to their staff. So on the ground, are people really walking the talk is the question. 
I think maybe sometimes it's not about not walking the talk, but whether managers themselves, they know how to recognize distress signals because they might not be able to have that sort of social awareness to pick up points they observe where their employees are actually are not performing or they actually may be feeling depressed. So I think one important thing is that as managers, as leaders, to address this issue is also to actually be able to learn and mm. see how they can actually help their team members and be sensitive. Right. You're right about that and I totally agree. What are the most effective programs you've seen that help educate managers and leaders so that they're able to spot the signs earlier and so that they know what to do once they have spotted the signs? important that actually the company work with the HR partners because a lot of companies, they are introducing like this wellness coach together with their HR to actually equip not just managers but even everyone in the company to help them manage their own mental health and emotional health. So there are programs that actually enable people to actually pick up such skills. Here's something else I've heard, Mavis, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Bad bosses and toxic workplaces, they are usually the cause of mental health issues. Why not fix the problem at the source rather than allow the problems to fester and then patching things up with workplace wellness programs? So this is something that we actually been advocating as well in terms of like, what do you mean by a bad boss in terms of what do you call a toxic environment? And it yeah. differs from person so, to person, right? Yeah, it is actually very subjective. And also because I think as managers, as people, as workplace, especially with the whole pandemic, what has happened is that I think a lot of us are more open-minded now. And even for bosses, they are actually taking this approach to be more open-minded and see that things are being done differently, which mm. is why more and more companies even are like adopting flexi working so you can work anywhere you like as long as you deliver and a lot of companies don't expect you to show up at 9 o'clock in the morning and not for the fight so I think it's this kind of shift in the environment in the workplace and the understanding that and trust this will actually help to eradicate a lot of these so-called like toxic workplaces but it's a learning process and it will take time Right, and certainly HR leaders and every department head needs to step up as well. Now, the stigma surrounding mental health in the workplace still seems to exist, though, based on the conversations I've been having with other people. How do you think that stigma can be addressed more openly? Some have suggested that leaders talk about their own mental health issues and talk about how they're coping with them, and that will normalize mental health issues. What do you think? I think, of course, it's important because it's a taboo right now. I think as of now, people still see people who are depressed and being weak, which I think this is not something that should happen. Of course, then, if you are able to talk about your weakness, that should be seen as a strength and not being seen that you are weak. You know, you mentioned flexible work arrangements, right, Mavis? I was just wondering about this because lately, a lot of people who say that, you know, they just want to maintain a healthy work-life balance and they don't want to go the extra mile at work, they're being labelled quiet quitters. So there's a lot of judgment still going on at the workplace. Tell us more about how you think that sort of culture can be changed more effectively. I mean, in terms of like quiet quitter, there's also a lot of different definitions to it right now, right? I don't think there is any right or wrong to say that a person who works hard during the working hours, 9 to 5, you deliver what your JD says of you and you don't work beyond hours, you are labelled a quiet quitter. I think that is very unfair. Yeah, but then so you see that those are the very things that cause mental health issues. The fact that, you know, 
there might be judgment. If you don't work yourself to the bone, there might be judgment. And if you do work yourself to the bone, you're going to face other mental health issues such as burnout. So it's really tough, isn't it? I think it really depends on how you actually manage your own health and time. Just for example, I'm actually talking to you from Brisbane right now. I'm actually working remotely. Mm. And this is something that Job Street allows us to do it. And and it actually enables me to manage my own time and my own mental health here so that I, I may not burn out. We've talked a lot about employers. What about when it comes to individuals who are looking for jobs? Career choice has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? Choosing the right career, choosing the right company and being able to also decide whether or not a company culture is something you want to be part of. Yep. So I think apart from salary, you need to be able to help you pay your bills, of course, fundamentally. But more important also is whether the environment, the work culture, what the management has in mind aligns with your own values. So if this is not something that coincides with what you have in mind, then don't settle. Don't go for a job that you get your first offer. Sometimes it's hard to tell at the initial stages whether a particular company's culture will be the right one for you. So how do you advise job seekers in this regard? We always encourage like candidates to network, to talk to different people. If there are events, talk to people, especially if you know that there is a particular company that you would like to work for, then get in touch, connect with these people from these companies and talk to them. Right. Find out as much as you can eh, before you actually say yes to the job. Finally, Mavis, tell us more about this Seek Better campaign that you guys have. This is all about empowering employees, isn't it? Yep. So basically, Seek Better hopes to create like greater awareness and also answer the call for new opportunities and challenges. So basically, why settle when you can seek? It's really the whole idea of don't settle. And if you're in a job rut right now, of course, it's not fair for you to be in this difficult situation all the time. So you need to seek better and get out of it. If you are in a good position right now, but there can always be something that improved on. It, rather, it could be. You, you might be very happy with your job now, but then you hope that you can have a little bit more time to actually improve yourself, like upgrading, pick up a new skill, then look into avenues and ways that you can actually approach this with your manager so that you can actually upskill and position it in a way that this is going to be for everyone's better. Mm. So how exactly are you rolling out this campaign? How can people be a part of it or benefit from your expertise? So we are going to the daily, everyday verticals of your life. For example, we actually have a burger ad. So you will never think of uh, George Street coming up with a burger, you thought it could be like from one of the fast food chains. So instead of like having a single patty, you could actually have double. And this is actually asking you to actually think of upgrade and upsize. So using these creative kind of visuals or like witchy slogans or copies that we have, this is actually really to get people to think about what they want to achieve in their life. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mavis. Mavis Chung from Job thank Street you. by Seek. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.